Uh, okay, so for chair, if I can go ahead and do attendance quick. Go ahead. Um, so we've got uh, Jillian Hayes is here. Uh, Justice Castaneda is here. Oop. Uh, Alder Field is here. Alders Kristen Slack is excused. William Ohowitz is here. Lori Logan is excused. And Belinda Thomas is here. Chair, the floor is yours. Okay, great. Uh, at this time, I'm going to ask us to look at the minutes from November 9th, 2023. And if there's a motion to uh, approve the minutes, entertain that now. All the field. I'm thinking that's a motion. Uh, and I'm seeing a second by Jillian. Uh, is there any further discussion on the minutes from November 9th, 2023? Seeing none, unless there are any objections, I'm going to ask for a unanimous approval of the minutes from November 9th. Uh, all those in favor, please say aye. Opposed? Seeing no oppositions, that motion passes. Uh, the minutes are staff. Is there any public comment? There is no one registered for public comments. Okay, great. Uh, at this time, disclosures and recusals. Are there any disclosures and or recusals uh, from the committee tonight? All right, seeing none. I'm going to go right into the agenda. The first thing is the rental housing supply uh, subcommittee update. I will provide that update, the update for the, the body, for the good of the body. We're going through, we've met twice. Um, the first meeting was really kind of a clearinghouse in terms of how we were going to look at this. We did set up a, a general goal of having all of that work done no later than March. Um, we have an aggressive schedule in terms of the review uh, so everyone should have seen the email that Lynette from the city uh, sent out that has the developer uh, question, the developer survey questions. I encourage everyone to look at that, provide feedback. The um, and kind of concurrently with some of the speakers and presenters for that group, we also are reviewing all of the documents. The four main ones, starting with the biannual housing report, um, and then also moving in. So we looked at that at the second meeting, the biannual housing report from 2016. We went through that. We lifted up a number of things. What we're going to do with this stuff is I, I will compile that and send that back out um, when we meet again so we can make sure that that is an accurate recollection of what we've said. We're going to meet, when we meet next time, we're going to go through the other three, the biannual, I'm sorry, the analysis of impediments the gentrification and the housing snapshot we're going to go through all of those um to review them and again we're looking we're kind of doing a deep dive into each report a lot of the information specifically as it pertains to data is compiled in those reports and so we want to make sure that we're we're getting a good inventory of what already exists um and then we're going to move forward with that that's where what I have just for general updates. I don't know if anyone from the committee has other things that we really should make sure that we get on the record in terms of what we're doing there. 
Again, we've just started that, so we haven't met twice. Um, at this time, are there any questions about that update from any of the committee members? Okay. Seeing none, unless there are any objections, we're going to move on to the third item on the agenda, which is the Home Ownership Subcommittee. I will also be providing that update. Um, we've only met one time. I think in general, it's the same pattern where we're looking at, we used a lot of the time in the first meeting to go through a number of the considerations that we want to make sure that we cover. Uh, we also went through a good, I, I think, a pretty thorough list of stakeholders and people that we want to be considering in terms of uh, presentations and or inquiries around the issue of the creation and or creativity and new home uh, new opportunities for home ownership. We also went through an, a list of data that we're going to be getting for that committee, and I'm hoping to have a lot of that covered for the committee, for the subcommittee when we meet uh, in our next meeting. The same holds true in that a lot of the information that we're looking for is in some of the reports. Um, so as we get the information from the, or as we get that out in terms of a written document from the rental housing group, in terms of some of the data, I'll make sure that we get that over to the uh, home ownership subcommittee and then we can go from there. Uh, Belinda or Will, you guys were at that meeting. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that we cover or that's brought up today about where we are right now with that subcommittee? Okay, I'm going to turn this over to uh, Lynette from CDD, who is going to uh, give us an update on where the subcommittee or what we're calling the subcommittee for uh, student housing is. Lynette. Sure. So uh, DMI is organizing the um, group to meet on the student housing. They have not met. Uh, their first meeting is going to be uh, January 4th at uh, 8 a.m. Um, and their meetings will be on Zoom. Um, so I will be attending their first meeting um, and will be reporting out then. Or we will have Alder Bennett um, or Jason from DMI. Um, they've committed to coming to future meetings as well of the um, Housing Strategy Committee uh, to provide their report outs of um, and minutes from each meeting. Great, thank you so much. Are there any questions from the committee uh, about the subcommittee on student housing? Uh, go ahead, Alderfield. Yeah, um, just on that meeting, since it isn't um, like happening through official city channels, but instead through DMI, is it considered a public meeting um, or is the link public? It is not considered a public meeting. Um, uh, so, but I'm sure that they would be okay with me sharing the link. Um, I can ask Jason um, if I, I could invite members. I was more curious about the process. Um, I think the updates in the minutes will be fine for me, and I may or may not have questions for folks who report back. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And just for the record, uh, one of the, one of the intents here is that if they're doing that, we want them to complete that, and then we'll look at what they come up with, and then if that at that time we feel like there's not enough, or we feel like other things should be covered, we can figure out a way to approach that through another subcommittee or through. Um, 
further analysis or we can bring in the folks who did that work to get more information. But as long as that was going, we felt like instead of, you know, doing another thing that's parallel to that, that's how we're going. That's just for the record. Uh, did that answer your question, Alderfield? Okay, great. If there's no other questions about that. I don't know if, uh, Ben, if you can pull up the updated work plan, we can go through that right now. If you look, hopefully everyone was able to take a look at this. It's considerably busier than when we looked at it last. So, uh, Lynette, are you going to go through that? Or, yeah, Ben or someone can pull it up, or I can, or I don't know how we do this. Yeah, so um, it is definitely, I'm going to call a, a living document because I'm updating it every day as we secure uh, speakers for each of the meetings. Um, so, um, the one that I will be sharing is the most up-to-date one um, that I'll be uh, emailing out to the whole committee um, after this meeting. So let me share my screen and also make it bigger. You are correct. We are very busy as a housing strategy committee. I I can't wait to meet at 8 a.m. with everyone. So we are, um, where I'm changing it to purple is where we know that we have um, speakers lined up for the meetings. Um, so that kind of helps us in just kind of mapping out um, the, that confirmation. Um, change that to purple. Um, so we are still in the process of reaching out to individuals, but we do have our zoning staff. Um, so Heather Stouter, Katie Bannon, and Colin Punt will be at the January 10th meeting um, to talk about zoning, density bonuses, and so forth. Um, we will be at our January 25th, the full Housing Strategy Committee meeting. Um, we have uh, developers on Housing Strategy Committee, so Jillian can participate in that conversation as well. Um, but we've also invited uh, Rich from Stonehouse, um, someone from Sanair, and um, someone from Northport to participate in that panel and that discussion as well. Um, and they're really going to be covering just overview of the impacts of financing, barriers to financing, um, both on the rental and home ownership side of things. Um, it was a presentation done um, already for, I believe it was the Marquette neighborhood. Um, and we got a lot of positive feedback um, from that presentation. So we thought it would be great for this committee as well. Um, we reached out for um, the professor for sustainability that Alder Field recommended. Um, we've secured that for that February meeting. Um, in March, for the full Housing Strategy Committee, um, we are hoping that is when we can bring in um, Olivia from Dane County. Um, they are releasing the Regional Housing Strategy Report uh, on uh, January 25th is when the report will get released. Um, so we think that will be a good time for um, her to kind of come back and give us a full presentation um, from that report and opportunities for us as staff to have digested and read through the report as well. As a follow-up to her presentation, um, we probably will have a presentation just to make sure that we are um, saying what strategies um, the city of Madison is already doing in that report for you. Um, and then Rebel is asked to come in April. Um, he is 
currently kind of updating some data and we'll have some um, additional information. So he asked to come later on the schedule so he can bring us the most up-to-date data. So this is kind of for the next uh, few months, our schedule of meeting. Um, I'm, I'm gonna keep this again up-to-date and send to the full committee. So that way, if there are um, individuals on the committee that want to attend the subcommittees that they are not part of, um, if they're interested in those conversations, um, making sure they can know where the meetings are. Um, the meetings are all being recorded, though, and the recordings are being uploaded on the Housing Strategy uh, Committee webpage. Uh, thank you for that. Are there any questions for Lynette about the uh, current work plan or the state of the work plan? Uh, go ahead, Will. Uh, I'm just wondering who the people you're reaching out to who haven't confirmed yet are. I am actually waiting for contact information from Justice. Um, for some of those that we have to, I, I, um, he is going to be lining up um, who the builders are for the home ownership group that we should talk to, um, and then for the lenders, um, we're looking at bringing in um, someone from Johnson Bank, and then someone from um, it. It, um, I think it's it just changed names, and I'm always forgetting what the new name of the bank is. But it used to be Monona State Bank. And the new name for that. Third Lake. Thank you. Yeah. Third that. Ridge. Third Lake. Yeah. See. It, Third Lake. The, yeah. Third yeah. Lake. Um, so we are uh, working on getting those lenders um, in as well. Okay. Uh, any other questions for Lynette about the current work plan? And in, in terms of just for everybody, you know, and for the record, as we go through the subcommittee, it may be the case that we have some other things that we want to hear from. We can add that later. Um, but this is just this is, I, oh, as you know, that's a we basically have 12 weeks of very intense. Uh, it's going to be a pretty accelerated clip. I really appreciate you all in advance. Uh, I just want to say that just it's a lot of work, right? This is a lot of information, a lot of things that we're going to try and do. I, I realistically, I think that we can wrap up the subcommittee work pretty quick here. Probably the next, you know, no more than the next hundred days, we can get a lot of that stuff back, so we can get the a lot of the meat of the uh, that work back to the full committee, so that we can start going through that as we get ready to uh, to respond and be on time for our August timeline. Uh, if there's no other questions for staff, and other comments about the work plans. We can go into, uh, I'm assuming, Isaac, uh, you're going to be able to go through the preemption memo. I really appreciate it. I got a chance to look at it today. I think it's very helpful. And uh, I, I, was that the intent that you were going to go through this today? Sure, that works well for me. Um, yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Thanks for having me today. Um, yeah, Lynette asked me to prepare kind of a one to two page memo that goes through kind of uh, the general housing related preemptions that the city of Madison is restricted by um, kind of the most well-known ones, I would say, are the ban on rent control. Um, so there's a state uh, statute that says that no city, village, town, or county may regulate the amount of rent or fees charged for the use of a residential uh, rental dwelling unit. 
So the effect of this is that uh, the city of Madison cannot implement rent control measures um, within that same uh, statute. There's a, also a ban on what is kind of known as inclusionary zoning. Um, so the specific language in this is the same, the no city, village, town, or county. And then it says that it uh, may not enact, impose, or enforce an inclusionary zoning requirement. Um, they define inclusion, inclusionary zoning um, as an ordinance, a regulation, or a policy that prescribes that a certain number or percentage of new or existing residential dwelling units in a land development be made available for rent or sale to an individual or family with a family income at or below a certain percentage of median income. Um, so the result of this, again, is that Madison is not able to implement inclusionary zoning measures or similar um any similar policy that would require a portion of new units to be priced at a certain percentage of um, median family income. Um, additionally, another housing-related preemption that the city of Madison is restricted by um, would be municipal fee restrictions. And so Wisconsin state statute says that any fee that is imposed by a political subdivision um, shall bear a reasonable relationship to the service for which the fee is imposed. Um, and without getting kind of too in the weeds on this one, the general um, message as interpreted by the assistant city attorneys that I talked to is that um, it makes Madison unable to charge fees kind of beyond simple cost recovery. Um, so the fees that Madison currently charges um, are impact fees for like parks, sewer improvement, stormwater improvement, and drainage improvement. Um, and each of these fees are focused on the direct costs um, of any new um, of any new building. Um, another one would be that there are building inspection restrictions. Um, and so um, basically there's a statute and it's titled that housing codes uh, must conform to state law. Um, and the effect of this statute is that Madison is not able to implement more stringent building um, inspection standards than is outlined in state code. Um, and I don't know, there's a very long code and it depends on the type of unit and so on and so forth. So I won't, for the sake of time, I won't go into every single piece of that code, but um, the fact that is that Madison cannot, um, cannot make it or implement more stringent uh, standards than the state allows. Um, and the last large one that the assistant city attorneys and I kind of um, focused on is that there's a number of landlord tenant restrictions. Um, there's a statute that's titled prohibiting ordinances that place certain limits or requirements on a landlord. Um, and there's a, really a very long list of um, restrictions on kind of landlord landlord tenant laws. Um, among these are prohibiting a landlord from obtaining and using certain types of information with respect to a uh, prospective tenant. Uh, limiting how far back in time a prospective tenant's credit information, conviction record, or previous housing may be. These, sorry, these are things that are not allowed uh, for the record. So it, uh, you're not allowed to limit how far back in time a uh, prospective tenant's credit information, conviction record, or previous uh, housing situation. Um, so like eviction records, things of that. Uh, you can't prohibit or limit a landlord from giving a tour of a property or entering into a rental agreement with a prospective tenant during the tenancy of a current tenant. So, um, and so on and so forth. There's really a number of these. Um, and I, I listed within 
the memo, um, kind of the ones that stood out the most um, and tried to summarize it as best as possible. Um, and lastly, I would say, and this was uh, kind of stressed to me by uh, Assistant City Attorney Viste, um, and I think his exact words that there are other broader limitations on city authority um, and that these uh, can act as preemptions, um, but as they're so broad that he didn't really have a good example of what these would entail or limit and that it are mostly related to zoning and developmental approval. Um, but as a result, um, that there are certain things uh, related to zoning and developmental approval that uh, the ACAs, the assistant city attorneys would kind of need to see the concept before being able to see if it would uh, really be possible under Wisconsin state law or not. So yeah, I would say that's kind of the outline of the um, kind of the big notable uh, housing preemptions that the city of Madison's really restricted by. Thank you for putting this together. It's very helpful. Um, any questions for Isaac right now or any comments about this men uh, menu, about this memo? Uh, go ahead, Will. Uh, yeah, I have questions on the menu. Um, uh, do you know if there's anything that prohibits publishing building violations? Uh, and I'm just to give some background on the question. Um, I was talking with someone who works with tenants who, you know, he helps them file building violations. And he said the only place to go to get building violation information is like the bottom of the municipal building. There's like a single computer that has that information. Um, and just from like a tenant landlord relationship perspective, it would be nice if that if previous complaints were more readily available to tenants, um, just because that gives tenants information and information is power. Um, so, Sure. I'm not aware of any restrictions. I do not remember coming across that in the restrictions in the landlord-tenant um, restrictions, but that also does not mean that it does not exist. I can't can confirm either, either okay. way on that. Uh, any other questions for Isaac? Or comments about the memo. All right, seeing that, I'll just real quick just say that preemption unto itself, it uh, the concept and the way that it affects us in terms of a number of things within economic development and housing, a number of policies. It's a very serious thing. Uh, state of Wisconsin, a very real thing. So, uh, you know, it's something for us to consider. We'll keep this. It, obviously, it's going to be a letter star, but we'll also keep it with us at the subcommittee work just so we can have uh, kind of a working understanding of this. But thank you so much for putting this together. It's very helpful. Um, at this time, is there any other new business? I don't see anything. Um, I will entertain a motion to adjourn. We have a motion. Do we have a second? We have a second, uh, unless there are any objections. All those in favor? Please say aye. Thank you all for everything you're doing. I really appreciate uh, this opportunity to work with you all. And please be safe and take care of yourselves. And I will see you guys very soon. Have a happy everything until we see each other.